I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is episode 76 on the Merry Biz podcast, and we're continuing our healthy week with another interview from Lauren Verco. And remember, guys, if you want more stuff about living your healthiest, most happiest, most merriest life, come and join our 21-day challenge. We are so super duper excited about this. There's meal plans, recipes, shopping lists, everything you need, as well as an online summit and online support. That's right. Another 16 live interviews with some of the world's most amazing experts. Check it all out at themerrymakersisters.com forward slash challenge. All right, let's get into today's interview. Woohoo! Well, Lauren, we are super excited to have you part of Merrymaker Club. Um, but first, we would love you to take our listeners and our club members through your story and a little bit about your journey of how you got into yoga and how you got to do what it is that you do. Mm. Um. <laughs> When it all boils down, it, it was stress, a combination of, of stress, overworking, anxiety. Now looking back at the time, I didn't realise it was anxiety. I think a lot of the time we bottle up so much of emotions and we kind of go about life and not really realising what we're actually going about life carrying. Um, and I, it was the practice was introduced to me and I started off physically looking around the room, comparing myself to other people that had a strong practice and very soon fell in love with the practice physically but the mental and the spiritual kind of just worked its way into my life mm. to the point that I just can't live without it and I just want to preach the word of yoga every damn day. <laughs> oh, my gosh, I um, love that. Yeah. Wow. So can you take us through like a little bit about how you practice yoga? Like what does a day in Lauren's life look like with yoga? really good question because I teach yoga and the teaching of yoga is is quite quite the opposite to practicing because in the teaching you're you know tuning into the energy of a classroom and and facilitating and I suppose there's a performance aspect and I would say that you're you're doing doing yoga Mm. whereas when you're practicing rolling out your so when you're physically rolling out your mat and moving into the physical postures of yoga that's the being but where you want to to get it to get to you, where you want to really see and notice yoga in your life is when you don't even need to be on your mat but in conversations that you're having, you're present. You know, you're, you're less reactive to stressful situations. You're looking at what you're consuming, for example, you know, like you're talking about with your clients, what they're putting in their mouth and then noticing how they feel after certain foods and starting to really honour that space and, and their bodies and putting themselves first. And I think that's, that's a challenge for a lot of us when we first arrive at the practice because we're so conditioned to not be selfish. Yeah. You know, but we, we need to learn that it's all about self-care and, and filling our own tank up first before we can then go on to give to others. Mm. Oh, I love that so much. Um, I know for a lot of people they can find yoga yoga kind of stressful. Like 
the thought of having to be, you know, in the present moment, mindful on the mat, like they kind of feel like their minds are just racing, thinking about dinner, thinking about the to-do list. And I mean, like I've been there as well. And I know that it does come and go, like the, the feeling of being present and then the feeling of what the hell am I doing here again? Like, mm. so I'd love to hear you talk a little bit about that and like what mm. your tips are to like get in that present moment. Absolutely. And I'll tell you right now from the get-go, it's confronting as all hell mm. because we, we haven't really been taught to, to sit in the company of our yeah. own selves. We're very good at distracting ourselves with Facebook and social oh, media God. and television <laughs> and, and it's scary stuff what goes on inside our minds, yeah. you know, but when we start to open up and we realise, hey, you know, we've, we've all got the same stuff. We all have this, you know, desire to, to feel as though we belong to society, this desire to be loved and to mm-hmm. give love, and, but it's got to start with us. It's got to start finding ourselves and loving ourselves. So that's where we sit with the thoughts and rather than trying to think, I want to switch off my thoughts, which a lot of people think they need to do is like turn it off completely, yeah? Yeah. It's, it's kind of, it's like they say, it's like um, thinking a natural disaster is just never going to happen, right? It's inevitable. We, we're thinking human beings. We're processing units, okay? But what we can do is observe. Ah. So, so I can sit here and think, okay, I'm thinking about the next food I'm going to eat. Oh, there's a food thought. I'm, I'm having a thought about what I got up to yesterday. Oh, there's a past thought. Mm. And we can start to analyze them and look at them. And the more we train that brain muscle, like you're, tra- like you're flexing any sort of muscle, the more we train ourselves to do that, we get to the point where we kind of can just start to move into the meditation or meditative state easier than other days when we haven't practiced. It's like people thinking they can start to just play the piano, right? Yeah. You need to start with a couple of keys, you know, one, two, three, one, two, three, whatever yeah. it might be little bit every day, even if it's just 30 seconds of just sitting and being mindful and watching what the, those thoughts that come and go, come and go, and eventually there's just starts to become this little bit of space between the thoughts and that's where the magic happens. That's where, that's where we want to get to and we want to savour in that moment and extend it over periods of time. Wow. wow. I love that, Lauren. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's oh. amazing. I love it. So it's kind of like categorising your thoughts, like that's, that's a really great way of like like people learning how to be aware of your yeah. thoughts. Because I know when, when other people or other meditation teachers have said, you know, just like notice the thought and notice that it's there. And I would always be like, but what do you mean? But that's a that's a really easy, actionable way of doing it. Like it's like saying, the how-to. There, yeah. There's yeah. a past thought. There's a food thought. So I think yeah. that's really going to help a lot of people. Good. Uh, I us. hope so. And me. <laughs> <laughs> With my meditation and mindfulness practice. Wow. Okay. So what if somebody has never done yoga before and they're like freaking out, they're having all these thoughts about like, I'm not flexible enough. Mm. I know that is such a big thing that people always say, I'm not flexible, so I can't do yoga. Like, what do you say to those people? It's the F word. It gets thrown around at yoga all the time, F word. Um, So Patabi Joyce is is a a yoga... um, I suppose like a yoga guru, a leader, and he was once quoted that, um, you know, he said, body not stiff, mind stiff. Oh. So when we, I mean, we're, we're beings, we're experiencing everything for the first time and we want to give ourselves excuses not to do things. But what I, what I keep banging on about is that these people that are talking about being flexible enough for yoga, they're only thinking about how high they can lift their leg up behind their yeah. head. What about the fact that can I be flexible enough to adapt to a stressful situation in my life? 
What happens when I deal with death and trauma? How flexible am I? You know, and, and we learn that mental flexibility through the practice. And that's something that really gave me a lot. Is like I learned, I learned to become strong and mm. the flexibility. I mean, that can come. A lot of our bodies aren't formed to go into yeah. the splits. Mm -hmm. So then we have to learn acceptance, yeah. accepting yeah. our bodies. You know, in this lifetime, I've come in as this, this body shape. You know, I'm excited about what I'm getting next time because um, I'll be working with that as well and accepting that. And I've got tight hamstrings and I have days where I feel really stiff and I don't feel like moving. So I just sit with that and just mm. accept that. Gosh, I love that so much. I think like someone, like I'm not flexible at all and it used to worry me a lot. I'd be like, I can't do yoga. But now I'm just like, this is how I am and every every practice I do, I feel stronger and better and just like love it even more. So mm. like my message, message to everyone who isn't that flexible is just try it and do it and eventually you just forget about that whole flexibility like issue that you've kind of made up in your head because there's just so much power to a yoga practice mm. not just physical the mental stuff is just yeah magic yeah and, and that's wanna, what I, yeah, you're right okay. I want to get into that like about because a lot of our yoga teachers where we um practice that like they talk about how like um like the asana practice because is mm -hmm. that like the physical stuff that we Correct. do yeah. um it's not just about that like what no. else is yoga about <clears throat> Yoga is about finding yourself, studying yourself and growing to love yourself mm. wow. and eventually reaching that place of, of um, samadhi, which is internal bliss. Wow. Uh, some would refer to it, I suppose, like the Buddhists might, might say, you know, it's, it's enlightenment. Mm. Being free of stress, mm. anxiety, concern, all the worrying, negative thoughts and just being at peace. Um, we got a journey there and let go of the, the, the issues, the really shallow kind of issues around mm. flexibility because we can, we can make transformations. We can find ourselves through the heat of the practice despite how flexible we are in our yeah. hips or our shoulders. What if we get to know ourselves and we realise, hey, you know, this job I'm doing doesn't really agree with me anymore or this toxic person in my life has really been zapping all my energy and we start to then grow as human beings and we evolve and become in, come to the true version of ourselves and we're stuck thinking about how flexible we are. Wow. Gosh, this is amazing. <laughs> I know, it's so good. Oh, it is yoga. <laughs> I love it. I'm like, okay, I can't wait for my yoga yeah, practice. Yeah, me too. We have yoga at 5 o'clock tonight and I'm like, can we make it come sooner? Like, <laughs> but I just bring it into right now. Right? Yes, exactly. Practice it now. Lauren, I want to ask about the different styles of yoga because there yep. are lots. I mean, we practice a lot of yin yoga and I don't even know what all the names are. Like maybe vinyasa. Like vinyasa, which is like flow. Is that flow? Yeah, movement with the breath. Yep. Yeah. Power flow, flow. Yeah, yeah. What, what's your favourite? Oh, it's like picking between my children. <laughs> um, look, we offer power flow and we do yin and, and gentle as well. You, you resonate with the practice. Yeah. I think, you know, because I believe everything comes in in your life at the right time. If you've been curious about yoga, if someone said something to you, I would just follow and yeah. just you just go and, and try it out. And if you like it, if you resonate with that teacher and that style, then that's a place for you. And mm. it's, you can, you can change and evolve the whole time through your practice and tr try anything. It's like trying different foods. Mm. 
you know, trying a different recipe tonight. You know, we haven't tried this one. Let's just, you know, do think, think, you know, see things a different way. And I suppose every practice is going to open up another level for us, you know, because we're, we're closed off and we're all about sort of clearing up through the, the chakras, if you like, and mm. um, clearing away blockages that have been holding us back from reaching our full potential. So, gosh, whatever means it is that we're going to get there, then stick with something and just go with it and be open-minded. Yeah. How do you know, like, when there's a blockage in a chakra? Often, um, often there will be tension. There will be, for example, throat chakra uh-huh. um, is around communication. So you might yeah. feel that you get sore throats, get run down, might feel like you've got a cough, you just can't express yourself properly. Mm. So that will be there. Um, really, yeah, ailments and, and injury. Wow. And if you do, once you start to sort of feel into your body and, and through meditation, you'll, you, when you're sort of visualising going through each area of your body, you'll notice where there's blockages because you can't, say, visualise colour or, or anything clear through that area. Wow. Mm. That's interesting. Cool. Lauren, do you have like a morning ritual that you do? <laughs> I've got two children that climb into my bed at about 5.30am. So oh, it's usually a, a, a big cuddle fest. <laughs> And what would you say is like your favorite breakfast meal? Mm, I'm one for a smoothie. Mm. Load, load it up with protein because I just need that to get me through the day. Yum. Yeah, I'm a real fan of the mint and banana and peanut butter at the moment. Ooh. Oh, that sounds amazing. We had the best peanut butter smoothies in New York. We were like buying like these amazing smoothie <laughs> bars and I was like, this is the best peanut butter smoothie in the whole world. It was called a peanut butter split and they put like oh. banana, peanut yeah. butter, cacao. cacao nibs. So it was like chocolate chip. It was ridiculous. We need yeah. to recreate it. <laughs> That's the plan. That's the plan. Yeah, recreate it. That sounds awesome. Yeah, we definitely that. will. It's on the list. <laughs> yeah. Lauren, where's the most like amazing magical place you've done a yoga practice? Hmm, good question. <laughs> Probably on my retreats because mm. there's just a power, very powerful energy when a group of people come together and, and practice together. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I can imagine. So um, where where do you do your retreats? I'd love to talk about them. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I wanted to talk to you about that as well, actually. I run them in on the Sunshine Coast up here in Montville, oh, which is sort of the, the hinterland of the Sunshine Coast. Wow. And um, I am about to take a group over to Bali to Ubud at the oh end. Oh my gosh! Wow, that's amazing. So, have you been to Ubud before? No, I've been to Bali, but I haven't been to Ubud. Neither, and it's been on like I like I've been like wanting to learn how to become like just do my teacher practice for yoga this yeah. year. It was one of my goals. I don't know if I'm going to get there this year. I'm trying um, to put it in but like I've been like googling all about Ubud and it looks amazing mm-hmm. it is the spiritual hub of Bali wow yeah. that is so cool and we know you have heaps of videos as well like online and we're excited to share one of those with all of our Merrymaker Clubbers this month and I'm just excited for everyone to just test out yoga if they haven't tried it before because your videos are amazing and it is it's super easy to follow and I think that that you have a real talent for that so when you first started yoga, was it like you had just you just felt that you loved it so much that you just wanted to share it with everybody? No, I not not at the start. Um, mm. I, I you know I didn't even know how to breathe properly. I wasn't yeah. even aware of my breath. I remember going, <laughs> you know, <laughs> breathing through my mouth, puffing and panting, and um, it took a long time just to get used to nostril breathing. Mm. 
Um, so no, I, and I was drawn to it for the physical aspect. I wanted to get strong arms and get you know flexible and that sort of thing and do handstands. Um, <laughs> so eventually, kind of that that all changed, and and then I. I went away on retreat actually and that's when I delved into the practice and I thought maybe I want to actually facilitate and teach this. But I came from a business background so I ran, ran a PR business in Melbourne for six years and wow. you know, the thought of moving into a practice like yoga and just becoming a yoga teacher, I was kind of like I was a bit embarrassed about it to be honest because I was like I want to go from business to yoga and the two are so different. But it's not because yoga is, is everything. Yoga is a way of life. Yeah. So I started doing the teacher training and, and before I'd finished I was already teaching friends and then I found a studio and started teaching there and just just shared what I loved about it. And I, that's the thing in all of my classes, I, I, every day, whatever is going on for me, whatever's coming up, I just share and it usually resonates with at least one person. Mm. Yeah, I always find that super interesting like when the instructors might tell a story or they might say what they're focusing on for this class and it always is something that I can relate to. Yes. yes. And it, yeah. it's just, it, I feel like it's always weird. I'm like, they're just talking to me. But, like, mm. there's all these other people in this class that must be feeling the same way. And I think it's so powerful, like, just being in a space together and hearing a story that, like, really just, like, makes sense. And and then having that hour to yourself where it's just like you can just go within mm. and even, like, listen. Like, yeah. sometimes I'm just like, it's not about, like, asking for the answer. It's, like, just about listening to what comes. You have you have definitely delved into the practice pretty deep if you're already coming up with that. That's awesome. <laughs> That's- Carl, you do you definitely are keen to do your yoga practice teaching. Yeah, so you should I, do it. I should, yes. I should. I should yes. stop saying I'm gonna do it and just do it. <laughs> you got something like- to share. That's right. It's awesome. Yeah, totally. I'm keen to hear about um breathing. Yeah. Like, mm. So Breathing is really important, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, breathing is really important for your health and you'll yeah. find that most people suffering with anxiety and depression aren't actually breathing correctly. They're breathing predominantly into the, with their chest area. So that's the it's a secondary respiratory muscles in the mm-hmm. chest and shoulders and forgotten to take the, belly, the, the breath down deep into the belly, mm-hmm. which are the primary respiratory muscles. So what ha- happens if you sort of think about, if you're trying to protect yourself and you're feeling anxious right now, you'll notice this in your physique that your shoulders will sort of roll in and you're, yeah. you might chest breathe and shallow breathe and think, oh, I'm a bit stressed about something, that sort of thing. That's what, how it happens. And so our bodies sort of hold into all that tension. So the breath is so powerful in, in expanding and, and, and opening us up. And they say, you know, if we can regulate the breath, we can regulate the mind. Wow. That's so amazing. it's almost like it's like your guide as well. Like as, through the practice, you just people think they need to move into a pose and then take a breath, but it's not. It's like you, you work into you hear the breath and then you move with the breath. Yeah. So the, oh, yeah, it's so true. And it I feel like you know, when you are you, you can really feel the difference when you are breathing with the movements. To when you're not, and then it's like sometimes you just have to like stop for a second, yeah. and get back into the breath. Yeah, I notice I do that a lot, and I I just have to stop. Yeah, because I'm like oh, I breathe wrong, and I'm like really <laughs> confused. Like I sometimes I just get really confused in yoga, but I yep. still love it. <laughs> And I think whatever happens on our mats is happening, it's like mirroring what's happening in our lives, yeah? Yeah, that is so true. It so is. we need to, we, sometimes we do just need to stop. Yeah. And there's that beautiful pose, child's pose, which I'm sure you know if you're oh, regular yogis, yeah. where you come down to the floor on your knees, just for everyone else listening, you come onto your knees and you bring your forehead to the earth and you can either reach your arms out in front or behind. 
and everything just turns inwards. And I, we, we bring that pose into every single class and I always tell my yogis, you know, that this is, we do this even though you feel strong and you're really full of energy, so like, you know, those days where you're like an energizer bunny, mm-hmm. but you still need to drop down because it teaches us as human beings that we need to stop and restore as well. Yeah. We need child's pose every day in some shape or form to where we stop and turn inward. Gosh, child's pose is like the amazing. Thing I yeah, love it. pretty much. And shavasana. <laughs> yeah. Look, look, all signs leading to shavasana, as far as I'm concerned. This is this is what it's all about, really. We just want to <laughs> physically tire ourselves, and and it's just almost like the the better yoga you do, you know, when you drop into meditation, you've really you've you've armed yourself, yeah. you know, with the tools to really drop in. That's when you know the yoga is really starting to take over your life, and you're it's you're immersing so in the practice. So good. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I freaking just love talking. I about know. It. Now I'm like, I just want to do it now. <laughs> Lauren, do you have like other favorite yoga poses, or you just love all the poses? Oh, I have. I have challenges with some of the poses. Absolutely, some of the you know inversions when you turn yourself yeah. upside. Some of the core strengthening ones. Um, I have, uh, I, and, and you know what they say as well that the ones that you're mm. challenged by are the ones that you need the most as well. Yeah. Makes so much that's sense. like whenever the headstand ones I'm like so challenged with those ones I'm just like have this fear of going upside down I think but Carly you're yeah. so good at those I love those I know but I have tr- I have trouble with lots of other ones though like mm. and it's very interesting that yeah I'm gonna take more note of the ones where I find that I find more challenging mm-hmm. and then see what that relates to that's really cool it's also about growing to love it and yeah. and, and and what you were saying about the fear yeah that's, that's that's really natural I mean all of us have got fears right which is why we're not all going and um doing what we what we all want to want and desire in life yeah. because fear which is an illusion yeah. holds us back so yeah. there's this thing called fear and it's why we practice the challenging pose that's why I say yeah. that my clients we always put a challenging component into every class so that you can start to release and let go of fears wow it's there for a reason yeah. I love that. Makes so much sense. Yeah, I remember one time when we were doing I was doing a yoga practice and my hands were like under my feet and the instructor was walking around she's like, Carla, like go into your balls of your feet and I was like, No, like <laughs> I'm gonna fall on my head if I do that. And then I did it and I fell on my head, but it was okay. Like it didn't matter. <laughs> And that's it's it's good to practice falling out. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not that bad, you know. It's not failure. It's just get back up and go again. Yeah. Exactly. Like nothing bad happened. Yeah, you don't get hurt. No, I didn't. I just yeah. fell and it was wow. fine. Wow, that's so interesting. So, Lauren, what mm. would be your top three tips for general health and well-being? Visualize mm. the truest version of yourself. How you want yourself to be every day. Listen to your body and only only ever consume what you like you know resonate with what you 100% agree with mm-hmm. despite what anyone else is telling you what the media are telling you but get to know your body enough to know that carrot feels good and maybe McDonald's chips or something maybe it doesn't feel good <laughs> but get to know your yeah. body because you know, yoga won't tell you to become a vegan all of a sudden like yoga that it doesn't discriminate like that yoga says listen mm. and if you want to eat you know a steak you eat a steak mm. You know that works for your body type. Yeah. So that's two. Gosh, I love those. Well, you gotta, you gotta love yourself. You gotta put yourself. You gotta fill your own tank up first. Mm-hmm. First 100%. and foremost. Yeah. So then you're just overflowing, and you can just give abundantly 
people that are giving re- resentfully, it's like it's almost to send negativity out into the world. So we've got to fill ourselves up first. And if that is just in half an hour, an hour every day to ourselves, then that's what it is. Everyone yeah. else benefits. Mm. I think I love, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, I love you guys. Hey, you have changed my sister's life. Oh, Emily. Emily. Hopefully Emily's Emily. listening. We can all say, hi, Emily. <laughs> she used to get, you know, like I, I used to get anxiety around starting businesses. She would get anxiety just trying to set foot in the kitchen and decide what to eat mm, wow. and what to make. And I remember her telling me, I've come across these sisters and they're really like out there and cool and awesome. And she said, but I'm not going to do the Facebook group thing. Like I'm not really into that, but I'll just do the, do the, um, do the menus and the, and the recipes and make the food. And anyway, she, she like started watching the group and she's like, oh, everyone's the same as me. Oh, and she's found a tribe and I'm so grateful because she cooks and we talk about cooking and food and it has been life-changing for her. So I can't thank you guys enough. Have Emily Keep doing what you're doing. Oh. We've loved her. Yeah, we've loved so everything much. she does. She posts all the time. Like, yay! <laughs> <laughs> it's the best thing ever. Um, I can't believe that we're almost out of time because it has also, like, it has seriously been such an amazing 30 minutes chatting with you, Lauren. And I would love to ask you one last question. But before we do ask you that, where can all of our clubbers find more information about you and everything you do? Thank you. It's laurenverco.com, L-A-U-R-E-N, Verco, V-E-R-C-O-E.com. So I do online, um, there's an online studio there. And some of you might know FM TV. Do you guys know? Yeah. Yeah, I'm also um, one of the FM TV experts, so they've got a lot of my content there. So some of your clients are already members there. You can watch me there. Yeah, so good. And we'll pop all those links as well just below this audio call so you can easily click on them. (laughs) And, Lauren, the one last question we always ask is what's the one mantra you're living by right at this moment? This one came from my childhood. Mm. My dad came home from a conference and Emily will know this. And I know it will resonate. It's not what happens to you. It's what you do about it. Oh, oh, tingles. 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 Wow. tingles. So many tingles. <laughs> you guys are the cutest ever. I don't wonder you're so damn popular around the world. <laughs> Keep doing what you're doing. It's fantastic. everything you do we love everything about you it has been the most amazing 30 minutes getting to know you better and just like hearing the way you speak about everything you do like it's just amazing thanks guys and keep shining the light and i would love to come down and connect with you sometime soon yeah As we said, if you loved this interview, then definitely come and join us on our 21-day Get Married Challenge. It's going to be absolutely amazing. Lives are going to be changed. We love our challenges. They're actually our favorite thing in the whole entire world. That's the reason why we brought them back this year. So yay for that. If you're keen to learn more, go and check out the merrymakersisters.com forward slash challenge. And all the information is there. Remember, you get everything you need to kickstart your 2017 off the right way. Yay! Have the greatest day, guys!
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.